What's up, everybody? This is Jake Walker, and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. Romans 15, 13 says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is good. This episode today is all about vision, and that means it's very hope-oriented. And so I'm just praying that you will be inspired and you will have more vision after listening to this episode. Vision's important for living for the day, that we would visualize that day, be inspired, equipped, and changed to live for it. So let's just jump right in. I pray you'll be encouraged and equipped. God bless. All right, everybody. Welcome and thanks so much for listening in. I want to talk about vision today. What do I mean by vision? Vision, I'm going to be talking about it as a picture of the future that encourages and produces a change. Vision is a picture of the future that encourages and produces a change. But I want to kind of base all this in some biblical context because I love to do that. And so we're going to jump into the prophet Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I didn't I just realized I didn't decide beforehand if I was going to call him Habakkuk or Habakkuk, but I'm going with Habakkuk today. <laughs> um so what's the context of Habakkuk? Good old Habby. Habakkuk. Um the context is this. This was a time in Israel's history in which Judah was extremely corrupt and given over to evil. Darn. And this greatly troubled the prophet Habakkuk. Yet God's response puzzled Habakkuk even more because God was using an even more wicked nation, the Babylonians, to punish the less wicked nation of Israel or Judah. Habakkuk is a dialogue between the prophet and God. The first two chapters are organized around Habakkuk's prayers, really complaints, and the Lord's replies. Then in chapter 3, Habakkuk makes a final, more reassured prayer. Basically, God makes it clear through this little book, as well as the other prophetic books, that God has the future in his hands. The prophets spoke of both God's just justice and his mercy coming in the future. In this book's case, God makes clear that both nations, Judah as well as Babylon, will be judged and appropriately punished for their evil acts. Although Habakkuk may not fully understand, he's learned to rely totally on the wisdom and justice of God um, to bring about the proper resolution in ways he could never have imagined. God's words reassured him that God was in control and would take appropriate measures to deal with the nations. This God is certainly worthy of Habakkuk's praise and worship, which is how the book ends. 
In the midst of this amazing prophetic book in chapter 2, the Lord mentions the word vision. This word vision here commonly refers to a a prophetic message from God. And so I want to read this passage. By the way, I'm heavily indebted to um, my ESV study Bible here helping me out um, with some of that phrasing I used earlier. But here we go. Habakkuk 2, 2 2-3. In the ESV, it reads this. And the Lord answered me, Habakkuk's writing, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It'll surely come. It will not delay. Here, and in 1 Chronicles 17, 15, the context around this biblical word vision suggests connotations of the future. In 1 Chronicles 17, 15, the Lord's using the prophet Nathan to talk to David about how David's uh, God's going to establish a dynasty, a, a house for David. He's going to make his name great. It's really inspiring. Check it out. But here in Habakkuk, God's answering Habakkuk's complaints with saying, hey, write this word, this prophetic word I'm giving you down and make it known. It's a word about the future. And because it's from God, it'll come to pass. Likely here, this particular vision that Habakkuk's writing about here in chapter two is the whole book of Habakkuk or a portion of it. And it's assuring Habakkuk and Judah that God's in control and he will bring judgment on the nations. Ultimately, the picture of God being in control and being just would have reassured Habakkuk and given him hope. In fact, Habakkuk 2.14, I love it. It says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Isn't that a cool picture of the future that produces hope? The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Wow. So God is saying that this vision, this prophetic message about the future is important. He tells Habakkuk to write it down so that he may run who reads it. This may refer to a herald spreading the message throughout the nation or more generally to anyone fleeing the coming judgment. It's important that the vision is made known because it produces a response. Proverbs 28, uh, 29, 18 says, Where there's no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. I think another translation says people, the people will perish where there's no vision. True vision encourages people to live righteously and differently because it's something that's going to happen in the future. I want to talk about this idea of vision that we have in our lives with this biblical context. Vision is a picture of the future that encourages and produces a change. Now, I want to make a quick distinction. I'll use this word vision from here on out slightly differently from how the authors of the Old Testament context I'm referring to used it. In those instances, these visions were, you know, prophetic messages, revelations from God, and so they were certain to come to pass. The way I'll be referring to vision is a picture of the future that encourages and produces a change. Sometimes that vision is just an inspiring picture to us and it isn't exactly, you know, God-breathed, inspired from the Lord. Uh, In these cases, 
It may still be powerful. It's just less authoritative. So with that said, vision, my friend, vision. It's a picture of the future that encourages and produces a change. Um, my brother and I, Levi, uh, who I've um, had on the podcast, we were talking about this, and he put it this way. Vision is a picture of hope. Also, vision is hope applied to my life. Huh. A vision for the future can be so powerful and inspiring for change. I think of uh, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, the famous I have a dream speech. I have a dream, you know, that one day, you know, my children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. What a profound vision of the future that has inspired so much change. And may it continue to bring God-honoring, Jesus-centered change. Come on. I think about in my life, I the, the first couple of times I watched Pastor Chad Veach preach, I was so inspired because he was just he was just sharing so much scripture he had memorized. And all of a sudden I had this picture, whoa, like what if I could do that? Like what if I could just have the word memorized in my heart so powerfully that I could I could do something like that. I had this picture of my future and it inspired this change and now I've you know grown to love scripture memory and now I kind of do the same thing where I I when I preach I love to just share so much scripture um, that applies you know to the points that I'm making that I have memorized and so the simple main point for today my friends is this vision helps us live for the day that Jesus returns because it makes our hope more tangible Vision helps us live for the day because it makes our hope more tangible. Um, the vision could be of the day, right? Where you really imagine and visualize seeing Jesus face to face. Or you um, really imagine and visualize seeing, you know, that person who's in heaven that you miss <laughs> and that you'll finally see again. And you'll hug them and you'll weep with tears of joy and you know it could be that that the actual day or it could be you know a picture of the future of your earthly life um, that correlates to living a godly life and living for the day so you know uh, a a vision you know for my life is just being you know a very faithful and fruitful man of god so sometimes you know, I think about, you know, that that future version of myself who's faithful and fruitful and living for God and righteous and powerful and effective in the kingdom, and that produces a change in me in the present. I I have, you know, a vision of, of getting to serve um, a thriving church that is worshiping God. It's building up the family of Christ, and it's reaching the world for Christ, bringing many people into a saving relationship with Jesus and loving the world with great compassion and justice. I love my Uncle Dale was talking about vision a little bit last week in the podcast, and he talked about the picture, you know, of of the wedding supper of the Lamb and having a huge table 
of all the people that you were a part of bringing into the kingdom. Friends, I want to encourage you to have vision for your life. And I want to encourage you not to just come up with a vision for your life, um, but to really invite your creator um, to give you a picture of the future that encourages and produces change. That you, that you would have a God dream, a God picture, a God vision of the future for your life. Yeah, what do you, you know, a couple years down the line, what is what do you look like more in love with Jesus Christ more purely devoted to him more um you know able to share the good news of Jesus more resilient in the hope of Christ what is God specifically showing you about you in the future, deeper in God. I think that's powerful to think about. Did you know that um, there's this whole idea of visual, (laughs) that is hard to say, visualization in athletics. Um, In fact, I love this book, 10 Minute Toughness by Jason Selk. And in it, he says that research confirms that visualization is a powerful tool in athletics. And according to some studies, in fact, every minute of visualization is worth seven minutes of physical practice. Visualizing is the act of watching something in your mind before actually doing it. And I just can't help but think if visualization and, you know, watching yourself make that free throw over and over actually helps you make that free throw, (laughs) that having this God-given picture of the future and, and meditating on what God is saying and, and what this vision that God's given you is going to help it come to pass, you know? And so that's really the heart of this episode is that you would ask God for a God vision over your life, a God picture of the future, um, and that that would inspire you. Again, maybe it's about who God is making you to be. Or maybe it is just the day that you see Jesus face to face and you really think about the details of that picture of what heaven looks like and what Jesus looks like and the saints look like and and the you know those who've gone before you who are in heaven look like, you know. Um and these these pictures of the future that can produce this great encouragement and great change. Vision has great power, and I just want to encourage us to harness that. And I just believe it's such a great gift from God, a picture of the future that produces um, encouragement and, um, and produces change. So that's really it for today, folks. Um, I want to pray for you, and then I want to share a quick nugget. So let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I just pray for um, the person listening to this podcast. And I just want to bless you in Jesus' name with great God vision over your life. That God would give you an inspiring picture of your future. 
as well as um, the day when you see Jesus face to face. I bless you with a picture that that encourages you and produces change um, in the present. God, I pray for this person. Lord, would you bless them with hope? Would you help them to trust in you, to walk by faith, to live by faith as Habakkuk um, says? We need you, Lord, and um, thank you that you are the God of hope. So I pray that you would just build up our hope. Make us people of great vision and great hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, the nugget for today is that one day all of our visualiz- visual- visualizing, visualizing, nope, visualizing, that's it, visualizing. <laughs> one day all of our visualizing will no longer be just visualizing in our minds, but we will see face to face. And I got a verse for that. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. And now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. My friends, let's have great vision. And in God's grace, let's see those visions come to pass. And ultimately, let's live for the day when our faith will be made. Psych, come on, let's go. I just pray that you're encouraged and that you're inspired. Would you um, do me a favor and um, leave a review of this podcast if you haven't already? so that more people can be inspired, encouraged, and equipped to live for the day. I am blessed by you. Pray you're blessed. And uh, we'll see you next time.